Blog Talk Radio. It's your girl Nina Capone, and you are tuned into the hottest mixtape station in the world, in the streets radio. Strap in. You're about to listen to the hottest sounds. It's the hottest mixtape in the world. And you've got it. Yo, 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 yo. What up, world? It's your girl, Nina Capone. And I got my boy, Mr. Critic. Say what's up, Mr. Hey, Critic. Hey, what's up, everybody? No, say what's up, Mr. Critic. What's up, Mr. Critic? There you go. There you go. We're going to start the night off, Brian. I want to thank everybody that's tuned in already. Um, Tonight, we got a special guest, live singer, songwriter, Mr. Sarant Toast, I hope I'm saying that right. Basically, we, we're going to jump right in. We're going to go ahead and do our live interview, our introduction, play some music, do what we do. We got a lot going on. So if you're tuned in and you're tuned in via the telephone, that's fine. Check our website out at industriesradio1.com. Again, that's industriesradio1.com. Download our mobile app and do what you do from there. Right now, I think we have our... Actual interview, Mr. Sorrentos is on the line now, if I'm not mistaken here. A little background, um, he's finally releasing his long-awaited and eagerly anticipated first solo artist music album, and we want to be the first to uh, get that, of course, because that's what we do here, right, Mr. Critic? Absolutely. Of course, y'all not like to pick on Mr. Critic, because he thinks that he has quiet time and we don't have that. So, without further ado, (laughs) Carla, you're on the line. State your name. Hi, this is Sorantos. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me tonight. Oh, thanks for calling in. Thanks for being on time. Kind of hard to have that these ah. days. <laughs> <laughs> Seems no, like a no big problem. <laughs> Definitely appreciate that. So, um, no one, I want to introduce you to my co-host here. I have Mr. Critic. And go ahead. I'll let you tell a little bit about who you are, what you do. <laughs> I'm Mr. Critic, co-host in the streets radio. I'm usually out in the streets trying to get the voices that already heard. You might see me around. If you see me around, stop me, let me know, and I'll see what we can do for you. All right. Well, I appreciate oh. it. Thank you. Thank you. Well, so tell us a little bit about who you are. I have you listed as a singer, songwriter, and just tell us a little. I mean, I, I've listened to your music. I listened to it a few times. Um, one of the songs you provide i think it was a sunny day that that yes. really captured me it reminds me of the pharrell song happy a little bit <laughs> i don't know if you've heard that <laughs> but i felt yes, happy yes, I have. like oh happy and a sunny day i have to add that to my playlist <laughs> so that's right tell us a the summer bit. playlist right right oh absolutely <laughs> tell us a little bit about you sure well again thank you for having me on the show i really appreciate the time I um I guess the short version is, you know, my name is Sorantos. I'm a solo music artist and I'm releasing my first C D this year. And I started releasing it in January and what I thought I'd do is release one song at a time just to kinda of tease the fans and constantly interact with them. So I'm trying to release something every single week for them. Okay. And I've been very excited and happy with the response and I can't wait for this C D to be completely out in November and uh that's what I'm trying to do. Nice, nice. So uh, describe a little bit about your sound. Sure. The sound, you know, I think the best way that I've described it on interviews is it's basically a classic 80s rocker that came in a time machine and spent about 6 or 12 months in today's society, and that's kind of the end result. So it's a cross between soft rock, pop music of the modern age mixed with, like, 80s rock. And what I've tried to do is I've tried to, you know, I don't want to be one of these artists that people get sick of and they're like, oh, that's his sound. I've heard it. You know, it's the same song over and over. So I've tried to have a lot. Yeah, I've tried to have a lot of variety in my my music as well as my my vocal uh, style. So I can tell you next month, you know, one of the songs coming out is like a, a hip hop rap pop song called Why, which is a little different than what I've done in the past. Wow. Uh, some I'm of my excited. stuff that's out, I have a, yeah, you know, so it's it's kind of cool, and it's gotten really good feedback from some of the people in LA, so I'm really excited to release it, but 
I've just tried to be very different. I don't want people to get sick of me and say, here's another you know, soft rock song or here's another pop song <laughs> or a dance song. So I've tried to do a little you know, different. Right, and, and I, I've heard the versatility. I mean, just in the a few songs that I have here in the playlist, I hear the versatility. I, I hear, you know, like I said, a sunny day, I was just happy. And then um, which other one was it? I think it is Not Where I Want to Be. Or I love to love you. One of those two. I, I started to get up and yeah. dance. Not sure which one it was. I got a little excited, and <laughs> I decided to do this really weird dance I do that I'll post on YouTube one day. But um, <laughs> great sound. <laughs> Definitely have a great sound. Um, so tell Thank us you. a little bit about your inspiration. What inspires you to to make music? You know, I started from a little kid. I music was always encouraged in my family and. I can't tell you that my parents, other than singing and dancing, they didn't play any instruments, but they always encouraged us to listen to it. They didn't. There wasn't this stigma of, hey, you know, turn that off. What are you listening to, rock or whatever kind of music we were listening to? Right. And I think it started from a very young age, and I started writing songs very early. Uh, by fourth grade, they actually made sense, but I was always jotting stuff down, and, um, you know, it was it kind of became a passion of mine, so I... I think my family initially started, planted the bug in my head, and just through the years, I just listened to all styles of music, and I think I have a lot of different influences, so... Nice, nice, You know, nice. the end result is what you hear. <laughs> and and I, I love it, again, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a musician, so, you know, even when selecting guests to come on the show, like... I, I want them to understand that I'm also a musician, so I, I listen to music and, you know, every part of it, the quality, the sound, the lyrics. Um, being a writer, I know you can agree that you want to hear something with content. And yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, it's, it's missing right now. If you listen to, I listen to everything myself, so we, we have a lot of content missing. We lack content and music right now, so I think it's awesome what you're doing. I love your, your sound and the quality of your music. I mean, it's something I can let my children listen to and my grandma at, in the same room. So we will definitely keep you in the playlist, rather personal and on the show as well. Um, so what, what excites you the most in music right now? To me, I think, you know, you asked a little bit about what makes me tick and what inspires me. And I think there is a correlation to what excites me about music right now. And the answer is what I'm, trying to do is I'm trying to do two things one is I do have some diversity to my music and I'm just trying to release it out there and make people happy not that every song is happy but I just want them to experience my music and I I certainly am not unrealistic to think everybody's going to love every single song I put out there but if 0.01 percent of the world loves any one song I put out there then that's going to be a mega hit and that's kind of my first goal and then my second goal it's very simple, but I'm really trying to raise money for charity. So I'm not revealing to the public what I do yet for a living, but right. when I do, I think it will make more sense of why I'm doing it. But, you know, I kind of started all this when my dad passed away a couple years ago and decided I really got to give this a shot. I've wanted to do it my whole life. And what I decided to do is I said, you know what, I'm going to donate a third of profits for every single song from concert sales, from music, from videos, from merchandising, anything I get to a different charity. So the the first one I started with was the American Cancer Society, but the charities, you know, there's a reason why I picked them for each different song. There's a double meaning to each song that kind of correlates with the charity, but that's kind of all I'm trying to do. I'm not really doing it for the money. I'm just trying to get exposure for my music, and I'm trying to get raise some money for charity. So that's really what motivates me and excites me about my music and the music scene in general right now. That's that's awesome. I think and and it's inspirational to see that other artists are out here um and, and artists that are not in it for the money or for the fame, but in it to actually get the name built out there and to donate the funds to something of a worthy cause. Um I think it's just within time and the music and the state that music's in right now, we lost that as musicians. Um and, you know, I've been a music, musician since probably two, since I can make any kind of sound whatsoever. So I definitely understand <laughs> <laughs> the love and the drive for it. Because for some reason, I said I was going to do the radio show, but I, I sneak downstairs late at night and I record a song or two. So <laughs> I could definitely get it back. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> 
Um, so I want to jump on off topic before I jump into one of your songs here. Uh, do you feel like the internet is helping you as an independent artist right now? I do. I mean, I really have put a lot of time and energy into my social media presence and interacting with the fans directly. And obviously, without the internet, there's no way I could do that. So I I started probably at least six months before um, my music started coming out. So middle of last year at the earliest, um, I just started putting stuff out there. I started interacting with the fans. I started kind of trying to build a little buzz. And I can't imagine without the Internet where I would be. I mean, there's no way that, you know, I think I've gotten almost a million radio airplays already. There's just no way that would be possible without the Internet. Absolutely. And I think, you know, internationally, how in the world would I appeal to anybody in the Philippines or Mexico or just all the different, you know, China? I mean, it, it's it's very humbling to to kind of spread the message of my music, and there's just no way I would do that without the Internet or Facebook or Twitter, and I'm very grateful to the opportunity to even do that. Excellent, excellent. I love the Internet, as you probably know. <laughs> I love the internet. I'm on it nonstop. I don't even leave home without all of my electronic devices. Right. Yeah, the internet is one of those things that kind of flattens the world and kind of makes everybody more easily accessible. It kind of makes people come come together very easily, just a click away. You can go to YouTube. You can go to uh, Blog Talk Radio. You can go to sites like that and get anybody from anywhere in the world at any time. It's amazing. So it it opens your minds. I think it's really good that we have that. And now Industries Radio, we can get to pockets. So it was kind of funny. I bl- I did a blast that we were having you on the show, and a few of my coworkers <laughs> said, "Hey, stop spamming me. Who's this guy?" And it's like your picture <laughs> pops up on their screen. So it, it's it's really cool. It's a cool thing to have the app now and be able to just push out that information. You know, and I try not to spam people. So shout out to everybody that has my app. I will not spam you. Yeah, I <laughs> oh. totally So I do want to get jump into a song. I want to ask you a little bit about the song, if you can just kind of give us a briefing on it. Um, the first one I, I actually wanted to play was Nothing to Hide. I, I like that one the most, personally. So, you know, I feel like I'm in charge here because I'm pushing the buttons and I'm a little bigger than Mr. Critic here, so we're just going to go with what I like. Sure. You know, to tell you a little bit about Nothing to Hide, I'd be happy to. It basically is a soft rock song, and it, it is one of my favorites. You know, the basic premise to the song is there's this guy who his significant other just thinks something's up, and she constantly accuses him of cheating on her, and, you know, if you've seen the video, the twist at the end is he's not cheating on her. And there is something that really takes a lot of his time and energy and passion, but it's not its not anyone else. It's not a human being. It's his music. So I thought that was a cool little twist. And the uh, the double meaning with the charity, the charity is the American Lung Association. And, you know, to be quite frank, up until about a year and a half ago, I had really bad asthma. And I was fine growing up, but maybe the last four or five years, you know, my allergies really flared up, and my asthma, I was on steroid inhalers, I was on albuterol, and I always felt kind of paranoid if I had to take my inhaler, like, you know, it was almost like hiding it, and, you know, I personally think asthma is such a big problem that no one should have to hide their inhaler, so that was kind of the charity I dedicated to that song, and, you know, that's kind of what, uh, you know, what I think it means to me. Oh, nice. I love that, being a, a person with asthma, I suffer tremendously you know i'm a nebulizer user so definitely shout outs for that i will definitely oh well i understand the song even more now and i love it so (laughs) if you don't mind i'm going to put you on hold we're going to jump into nothing to hide sounds great
It's your girl Nina Capone. That was my boy, my new friend, Saranto. <laughs> nothing to hide. And y'all know your girl Nina Capone has nothing to hide. Yeah, you, you got know. plenty to hide. No, 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 no. I put it on the <laughs> internet. They got follow social media. <laughs> so, Saranto, that was that was a really good song. I honestly, like I said, I will keep that in my playlist. Um, I'm always looking for something to play really loud and get on my nerve, my neighbor's nerves. Um, so there's a lot of bass to that. I think it's gonna <laughs> definitely, definitely blast that one a little later. So a little awkward question: <laughs> Is there a story behind your name, Toronto? Yeah, my name actually is my Sorantos is my Greek name, so my English name is Sam, and I just thought it'd be very cool as a shout out to my heritage, and also I thought, you know, it sounded kind of cool, and when I looked all over the internet. It's almost impossible to find a cool title of a name that isn't taken. So I thought, right. you know, it, it would be unique. And, um, you know, some people think it's Mexican. Some people, you know, a couple different nationalities. But, um, you know, I think it has some decent appeal. So that's why I picked it. Good job, good job. I'm Nina Capone. That's because I'm a gangster. Well, well, I kind of wanted to people <laughs> to think that I was. I'm really not a gangster. But <laughs> my real I got to not mess with you then. Nice. <laughs> It's, yeah, yeah. don't mess with me. Don't come over here. You don't want to see how fast I run. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> so, um, so, what, so you said you, you were singing and this is your, this has been your passion for a long time. I know I'm a, I'm a child prodigy of music. Is there anyone around you that actually said, you know, that you seen singing? My mother was a singer. My grandmother was a pianist. I had kind of no choice. What was like your real, your more, more or less like your real inspiration. What said, I mean, other than the radio, what inspired you to say, you know what, I can push out some, some notes, I can write the music, just just becoming a writer in, in itself? I think, you know, it, it's, there's such a vast uh, set of experiences that led me on this path. And I think as a kid, like I said, my, my parents encouraged listening to music, dancing, whether it was English, Greek dancing, whatever it was. And I just always loved music. I thought it just touched my soul. And even though my parents, you know, they would try to sing, they would dance, they didn't really, they would mess around on some instruments, but they didn't really play anything. And I think lyrics just captivated me. And I worked really hard. And again, I've written so many bad songs and just sets of <laughs> lyrics and I, I, I actually a couple of years ago scanned all of them, and some of the stuff I saw that, you know, when I was a fourth grader or sixth grader, I thought was really cool. I'd look at it, and I'd be like, wow, this is terrible. But it really <laughs> led to – it was a process. And I still, even nowadays, I'm actually reading a book right now. I'm always reading about, you know, different people. And everyone has recommendations of this is the structure, this is what you should do, the different kinds of rhymes, and I'm still trying to learn. So I think, to me, the first passion is lyrics. And I think, you know, I love music, obviously, but to me, the reason I have subtitles in all my videos is because I don't think people really focus on the lyrics as much as they should. Right. So what I try to do, you know, you have my vocals, you have the music. It's not like the music is like 90% of the volume and you can barely make out the vocals. Now, again, you're never going to please anybody. I mean, I'm nothing to hide. You know, most people um, have commented that my vocals and my singing go very well with it. It's, it's, it's almost calm and soothing, but it's, but then other people are like, oh, it's monotonous. There's not enough emotion. So, I do try different things, and I, I don't think you're ever going to make everybody happy. But, no, to me, it was not. always about the lyrics. Yeah. Right. So I, I, you know, that that's just how I've always felt about. Um, and, and through the years, obviously, I've learned more about music, and anytime I try to learn something about just it, it, it never sticks you know i'll read a book and i'll do like things on my iphone apps you know there's music apps teach you how to read music write music do this right. do that it never but lyrics are always my passion you know I'll, I'll i'll read something i'll be like okay that that makes sense and i'll practice on the app the next right. day i've forgotten it you know so it's just, <laughs> i'm not and i'm just being honest you know there's many yeah, there's many more talented people musically than me, but what I've tried to do is is the whole package. You know, the lyrics, the obviously I'm releasing something every week, the social media, I'm interacting directly to people. It's not a marketing agency, it's me. When you Facebook chat me or 
YouTube. I mean, it's me that responds. It's nobody else. So yes, yes, yes. That's that's awesome. So so you you it's it's the real thing, and I think that's so important. Even with the radio show and all of my social media, that's one thing I do different. I handle all correspondence. <laughs> Even when I'm busy, so I, I say excuse my my uh, spelling because sometimes I spell things all awkward and wrong and throw it out there like hey you and I just put the letter U, and people are like what are you doing? But you'll see it from my phone. You're actually talking to yeah. me, and it's important because this is what as musicians as our even a radio show people want to talk to the person that they see in the picture, and that's what gains fans. So I commend you on being able to still maintain that. Um, it's it's hard. It's a job. It's a twenty four hour job, and still be able to write your songs. So I definitely commend yeah. you on that. Um, so what's one of your all time favorite songs? My song or other people's songs? Other people's songs. That's tough because I love all sorts of music. But if I had to pick one song that really gets me going every time I hear it, I'd probably pick "I the Tiger." By Survivor. <laughs> nice. And, and why do you why do you choose that particular song? It's just you know it's it's obviously classic '80s rock, and I was a Rocky fan when I was younger, just like Star Wars and Indiana Jones, and um, I just really feel like I've always felt in a way that I'm kind of the underdog. You know, I didn't come from rich parents. I didn't. You know, even now, I don't have a label. I'm unsigned. I don't have a huge marketing budget. Like, um, you know, so it doesn't matter if you're picking up a thousand fans a week or two thousand fans a week. At the end of the day, when you don't have, you know, a million dollars behind you, putting it into marketing, get getting your radio play, it right. takes a lot longer. And I'm in this for the long haul because, like I tell people, I'm going to release a new song every month till the day I die. I mean, the music part is easy for me. The harder right. things are the video, the and you know, you talked about the social media. Yeah, it's a lot of work. I love it. I'm sure if I have like 50 million fans, it's going to be you know, it's hard work now. I can't even imagine that, but right. I don't consider this work, you know? And um that song just gets me going every time I hear it. It's just whether I'm remembering the 80s, whether I'm remembering you know, that underdog mentality, like don't let anyone tell you you can't do something if you work hard. Um, I think people have talent, but I think heart is where it's at. Yeah. I really do. Yes, and you're absolutely right. I mean, being a Philadelphia person myself, you know, I go run up those steps and, and I collapse when I get to the top. But I just know that I made it up, even though the ambulance always yeah. has to take me down. <laughs> <laughs> Do you yell like Adrian when you get to the top and stick yes, your hands up? Absolutely. <laughs> well, we That's do have awesome. a caller on the line. I just want to go ahead and see if we can uh, have the caller ask you some questions. There's a lot of musicians that tune sure. in. So let's bring the caller in. Let's see who we got here on the line. Caller, state your name. Yeah, this is Cypher. What's going on? How you doing, Cypher? What's up? What's up, Nina? How you feeling, bro? I'm wonderful. How are you? Man, I'm chilling, man. Trying to stay out the way. You know how we do. Great, great. Well, we have uh, singer-songwriter Sorantos on the line here. Any questions for him? Hey, Sorantos. I wanted to know, um, basically, what basically motivates you to get up every day and to strive for perfection to get further in your career? Because, I mean, I know it's a lot of artists out there that's struggling that I mean, it's, it's true what you say. You know, it it, it, it costs a billion dollars, but when you only have so much, it can, you know, it can distract you a little bit. So I just wanted to know how does it how how do how do you get up every day focused on that one goal? That's a great question, man. I really appreciate you asking it. I look at, you know, I've been through a lot in my life. I've had a lot of downs, some ups, and I think I really feel like I'm the normal everyday person that you meet on the street. And I think, you know, I talked a little bit about hard work, but most of the time I try to just be happy. And, you know, I do have a full-time job. And I look at music as an expression of my soul. And for me, music is life. And I really, I'm really not doing it for the money or the fame. I really just want to get my music out there. 
I want to try to raise money for charity. I've told people I will come play at some concert for free. So I don't look at it as anything other than expression of my soul. And I try to have very low expectations. So as much as we'd all like to sit there as musicians and artists and say, hey, I want a number one hit, I want to make $100 million, I understand the way the game is played. I know that the labels, I don't want to say take advantage of artists, but you know, at the end of the day, everyone hears stories about artists that might have had a hit and they really didn't make much money off it. So I'm trying to just be myself. I'm trying to just do my job. At night, weekends, whenever I have time, I'm just doing this because I want to do it. And the cool thing about not having a label is no one can tell you what to do. Yes. If you want to sound like an idiot, if you want to Preach. do some <laughs> song with a drawl, if you want to, you can do it. And you know, that's, that's really, I don't know if I answered your question. I mean, I tried, but I'm just trying to do what I can. And I definitely have down days. I mean, you know, fan, I really haven't gotten much negative fan uh messages but you know all it takes is uh you know some negative comment or someone telling you something about your lyrics are terrible your voice is terrible and you do get down for a little bit but i just try not to make it last so great response i appreciate that thank you okay well, thanks I for thank your call you. thanks thanks for calling in and stay okay. online stay tuned stay tuned cypher definitely say no more say no more so, Sorrento, thank you for answering that question and going so detailed. It's very important for a lot of the artists that are struggling out here to hear that, you know, from other artists that are successful or are actually succeeding, may I say, um, to hear that they're actually, you know, making it happen and what their drive is. Because, as you know, drive, <laughs> as you say, it can, you can hear one negative comment and it could just kind of knock you off your square. So, you know, thank you for sharing that. And you you kind of always mention happy, and I'm I'm never happy. I try I try to smile as much as I can. No, I'm joking. I'm a happy person. But I want to jump into a sunny day, and I'm I'm going to choose sure. that one next. I want you to do an, a little introduction on that one, and what what inspire a sunny day besides a sunny day? <laughs> sure. You know, a sunny day is, I guess, the best way to explain it. You know, when you're an artist, you're going to have a happy song, a sad song. You're going to have a fast song, a slow song. And as a person, I am, believe it or not, I'm not sure what people think looking at my music, um, I am more an optimistic person than a negative one. But I definitely, you know, when people listen to music and they're like, oh, you must have been depressed when you wrote Not Where I Want to Be. You know, as as a writer, even if it's like two seconds where you have a thought come across your head and you're negative, you're sad, you can capture that and make it into a song. So, you know, and and that's a perfect example where it was just the night before I was turning 30. It's not like I was suicidal. It's not like I was depressed for like a month. But, you know, so A Sunny Day is basically, I wanted to write a song where, you know, I don't think we get to enjoy life as much as we can, the little things in life, you know, looking at the tree, listening to the birds. And I wanted to make a happy, bright song about the summer, you know. And obviously after the winter we just had, oh, I yes. think the timing is perfect. <laughs> and, you know, the song was basically written and made probably about a year ago. So, and, you know, you mentioned the song Happy by Pharrell. I think that's a great song too. And, it, you know, they are similar in their message, I guess. But to me, it's just a song about an everyday person who really takes the time on that sunny day to look at the simple things in life. And, you know, it's a day that was meant for that person. And I think we all have the opportunity to have days like that, but sometimes they might pass us by and we don't really recognize them. So that's kind of the message to the song as, you know, we, we obviously go into the summer. All right. Well, let's jump in. We have my boy Sorrento's on the line here, Mr. Critic behind me. And we're going to turn into a sunny day. Check it out, y'all.
I'm really feeling that one too. I was doing my little silly dance again. <laughs> I, I feel like I, I love that. That kind of reminds me. I know me and my partner were just sitting here and we were thinking the Beach Boys a little bit. Like you actually captured yep. that sound. Never had that again. So I'm a big fan of the Beach classic Boys. Sound. Definitely a classic sound. We just yeah. want to ask you a little bit about your instrumentation in the back. We uh, he's a musician as well. Mr. Critic plays guitar. So we hear a lot of live instruments. Are they live, or like, or who does your production? Sure. So basically, the way I create um, everything is through a program called Logic, which is Apple's, you know, their version of Pro Tools that you know mm-hmm. some musicians use. But when I, you know, for the most part, I've done it both ways. My preference is to get the music going, and then write lyrics to it, because I can almost hear the lyrics as I'm listening to the music. But right. most of the time what ends up happening is I write the lyrics, and then I kind of throw music at it. And I have paid certain musicians to record live instruments, because, for example, on some things, you know, whether it's a drum or a guitar, I, as I confessed, I'm not a musical genius. I am not uh, musically gifted. I think I can screw around and play a little synthesizer, which means, you know, you can pretend you play the guitar and everything on a synth, right. but <laughs> at the end of the day, I am not a talented musician, so I can throw stuff together in Logic, I can get cool sounds and mixtures, but I definitely rely on talented musicians that I pay for work for hires to put the, you know, the, the, the certain instrument together. Um, and then I have used, um, I have used the producer in LA and someone else from Florida to kind of help with the final production mixture. Um, and then finally, I do pay someone to master them. So I, I did get hooked up with someone who's great at mastering them, you know, to make sure the levels and everything. And these people are infinitely more talented than I am. So as much as I think I can do final mixes and masters, um, you know, obviously that's not my forte. So <laughs> well, We're fooled. We, lo- we love it. We love this family. Yeah. I I mean, I can pretend like everybody else that, sure, you can do everything, but for people that have an ear, um, even in the last two years, I hear music much differently now than I did two years ago. Now that I've really given this a shot, you know, things that you wouldn't quite hear that symbol or whatever, you can can pick stuff out now. And I don't want to say when I listen to pop music, I mean, I listen to everything, and I don't want to say it's ruined it for me because I still listen to everything, but, you know, you'll listen to things, and you'll be like, oh, that sounds terrible, or oh, that sounds, you know, but at the end of the day, marketing helps, because if you hear a song a hundred times, you're going to end up liking it, just because you keep hearing it, usually. (laughs) Right, 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 definitely. So, have you made any contacts with, like, major artists, or any artists that's inspired you, or you would like to meet anyone famous yet? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, I, I'd love to, um, 
you know, one of the songs coming out in a couple months is called A Country Song, which is a, you know, country pop kind of song. It's a love duet. And I thought that would have been perfect to, like, record with, like, a Taylor Swift. or. But at the end of the day, I'm obviously a small, um, you know, star in the sky. And I, I don't even know, to be honest with you, how people get in touch with some of the superstars. But if I ever make it or if, you know, someone like Justin Timberlake, Bruno Mars, um, you know, Katy Perry, Taylor Swift, any of these people, you know, come knocking on my door for any reason, I'd love to do a song with them, whether I'm back up, whether I'm, you know, anything. I mean, I, I would be thrilled at the chance to perform with anybody. Pitbull, I mean, you name it, you know, so I'm, I'm very open. I love artists like, you know, when I listen to Eminem or when I listen to even Pharrell, you know, people that are not offended that someone wants them to do backup vocals or someone right. wants to, you know, do a song, I'm I'm all for it. I mean, I'll do anything with anyone. You know, Macklemore, I mean, I think some of these guys are geniuses because they put their ego aside and they right. don't have to be the alpha male on every single song and be the superstar. And I, I would love to do that. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, those are some good artists. I'm going to keep those artists in mind just in case in my uh, future endeavors I run into somebody. I'll have to uh, definitely link you up there. <laughs> Yeah, oh, anybody you run into, <laughs> okay with it. <laughs> I know we talked about the instrumentation in your uh, your recordings a little bit, but we did want to ask: Have you ever performed live? I have actually. I just came off the Toronto Music Festival a couple weeks ago, and uh, that was my first live performance with this new band. You know, the biggest problem I have is I'm a solo music artist, which means I don't mm-hmm. have a band. And probably the biggest challenge I've had is. If someone's not vested in your music, you know, if I have a band, if all five of us write a song and write the lyrics and we all have royalties, everyone's vested in it. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're a solo music artist and you own everything, well, at the end of the day, you have to pay someone to come to a gig with you. And you also have to pay them to rehearse. So if it's up to me, I'd like to rehearse every single week. And I'd like to, you know, keep adding songs and I'd like to, but... At the end of the day, um, that's the biggest challenge I've had. If I was obviously more famous, I'm sure I'd have absolutely no problem getting musicians, guitarists, drummers to work with me. And it's hard. You know, some guys I, you know, I think are pretty talented. Sometimes the timing's not right. Sometimes someone's 16, someone's 50. I have no bias towards gender or race or anything. Nice. But the hardest thing in the world is it takes so much time and I would love to hook up with a musical director that understands my vision. And if some guitarist can't make the Chicago Music Festival or something, he could just kind of find someone. You know, that, that's my ultimate end goal because that's the hardest and most frustrating thing is I'm talking to certain venues about more gigs. And, you know, again, the bigger you get, I'm sure it gets easier. But the hardest thing now is, you know, the the current band that I was with doesn't want to really rehearse very often. So, you know, it's a challenge. It really is. And um, it's frustrating. Yeah, and and you're going to find that, of course. You know, I think that's the the biggest issue with most indie artists and getting started. Um, I I was lucky. I had mom and dad who did, mom did background vocals, dad played the guitar. So (laughs) there there was my dad 90% of the time. But I, yeah. I, even with them, it was still hard uh, sometimes that, you know, as I got older or I went into more of the rap field, they didn't want to see me go in that direction. So they pulled away, and I had to actually kind of do it on sure. my own. So I have experienced that. And Mr. Critic, more questions? Yeah, I wanted to ask, uh, do you have any kind of management team or publishing or distribution behind you? No. So I currently do not have a manager, do not have a label, do not have a marketing agency. It's just me. And I would at some point love to get a manager, love to get a publisher, love to get. But the problem I'm always running into, it seems, is, um, you know, I do have some contacts and they're all like, they're trying to rip you off. That's BS. Why would you give them half of it? You know, so it's really hard to find someone who is real. I mean, you know, if, if Sony or Universal come calling, I know they're real, even though they want right. 98% of everything. Right, um, right. You know, when some of these smaller people, I'll look up their Facebook or Twitter, and they have, like, 
you know, a lot less likes and followers than I do. Exactly. So it's hard for me to weed out and screen, and, and that's the most frustrating thing is a lot of my time is, I don't want to say wasted because I, I don't mind doing it, it's not spent on creating music. It's not spent on doing interviews and doing shows. It's spent on, you know, um, j- just things that a manager could easily do or even a receptionist. Right. And when you're not really making money from your music and it's, you're spending a lot more than you're making, that's, that's tough. You know, that's, right. that's definitely right. a challenge. And I hope at some point that, you know, I guess, you know, a song kind of takes off and I'm able to say, hey, let me hire a receptionist, let me hire a manager. And, right. again, the dilemma then is are they worth their weight in gold or are they, you know, it's hard because I'm too small to attract a big gun. If you attract a big gun and they're working with Bruno Mars, why would they spend that much time on you? So you almost want someone who's a rising star that is going to really have some kind of contacts and really have your best interests at heart and you can grow old together and you can both make it, you know, make it. So right. it's it's hard. That's that's another big challenge I have. Right. Well, I, I do hope that, you know, some of my people are listening and, and you'll get that plug that you're looking for. I mean, I do. I've been in the business for a very long time and I do have some folks out there that I think that I can push this interview to and say, hey, check this guy out. Um, and hopefully, you know, you guys can make a connection and make it happen. And behind the scenes, um, I'll definitely start sending you some referrals to some people you can check out as well. Because, um, you know, like I said, you got a great sound, and, you know, I, I would hate to see it go un- unheard all over the world. You should definitely be out there making music with Bruno Mars. I, I would love to hear that collaboration, by the way. So I'll work on that on my <laughs> Me too. I'll be interested with Bruno Mars. <laughs> right. Like, we're sitting here trying to get the pictures together now. <laughs> We might have yeah. to be your management team. <laughs> so I Listen, I appreciate everything you're doing. I really do. Oh, no, it, it's, it's my pleasure definitely to um, have you on the show, to have someone um, with your experience, your drive and your passion. Um, Mr. Critic just sat here behind the scenes, and we were talking. We were amazed that you actually, you know, just to hear someone say, I write these songs and have a direction of a charity for them because I'm big on charity. We both, we both work in a nonprofit world. And we, we, we're about helping people. And I think it's a big gap nowadays, you know, instead of the uh, the Bentley and <laughs> the gold chains or, you know, the big houses yeah. that people go purchase after they get to a certain level, uh, we forget about the community. The community, rather it be, you know, uh, disabled, people with disabilities, people with illnesses, um, di- di- school districts. For one, I mean, Philadelphia school district is, is absolutely out of this world. It's horrible right now. So just on those issues like that, you know, like I said, I, if I had my uh, round of applause right now, I would definitely give it to you. And um, so definitely keep up what you're doing. It's, it's important and it's missing. I do want to hear one more song. Um, so if you can give us a quick brief on Not Where I Want to Be, I would like to jump into that sure. next. You know, before before I give you a brief on that, the one thing also that I tell everybody is um, since I'm going to do this forever and I've already got a bunch of charities lined up, if there's a charity that, I mean, just shoot me an email, I would have no problem dedicating a song to it. And once I kind of research them and what they stand for, um, sometimes I can find a natural fit or just write a song that in my second or third CD is going to be for that charity. So I'd be happy to do that. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Love it, love it, definitely. Okay. We'll- um, now, to answer your question, Not Where I Want to Be was the first song released in January, and it's a really slow, somber song, and the premise is basically I wrote it the night before I turned 30 years old the next day. And I think in my mind, you know, when you're in your 20s, the whole world is your oyster. You can be anything you want to be. You still think you can make it into the NFL, you know, play on the Chicago Cubs, even though some people would wonder why I would want to. Um, <laughs> you have, you can do anything. You know, you just feel like, okay, time has not passed me by yet. And I think for me it was, you know, I never cared when I turned 23, 25, 26, but when I was going to hit 30 the next day, it's almost like you're staring at the mirror and you realize, you come to this realization that, wow, you know, my 20s are going to be gone. This is my 30s. 
and these dreams that I had as a kid of, you know, being a musician, a rock star, whatever term you want to use, I got to get to doing something because time's going to run out. Right. And right. I think that's the cold, hard reality of the song. And the way I sing it, the way it's kind of drawn out, um, that's really the intent is for people to really get, you know, to get reflective, to be introspective and to think about, wow, am I happy with where I'm in my life? And right. again, not that I want anyone jumping off a bridge because the next day, you know, or, you know, the next, you know, moment you realize, you know what, I am pretty lucky, I'm healthy, I'm this, I'm that. But it's just that one moment in time and people think it only, you know, it's only for people turning 30. No, you can take that correlation and take it anywhere. Right. And again, the, the charity for the song is the American Cancer Society. My dad passed away uh, from lung cancer and he Basically, the last three, five years of his life, he was on constant chemotherapy, chronic pain like you've never seen for a man that was stoic and never had pain and never complained his whole life. So to me, I think cancer is not where anyone wants to be, and that really brought the message together for me and tied it into the charity. Wow, wow. Well, let's jump right into it, not where I want to be. I have Sarantos online. Stay tuned. I'm turning 30 tomorrow.
I'm still here. Good, good, good. I, I really we enjoyed that one. That was a, it was laid back. Um, your your groove was relaxed. It's it's one of those you definitely have to have to listen to the the lyrics and and say wow, I'm not where I want to be. I think you kind of broke that down politely. <laughs> and I think a lot of a lot of artists out here, I think they'll be able to relate to that because um, as a as a rapper. You know, myself, I, I was a, I started, I'm a, I'm a singer slash rapper, songwriter myself, but being a rapper and being over 35, I'll say, I'm not going to throw my age out, but being over 35, I, I sing that song every 12 to, to 15 minutes. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not working because I still have like all these, these lyrics in me and it's like, okay, I want to do this. And my, my 18 year old is like, mom, could you sit down and not say that? Like, could you not rap? <laughs> So, so I think I think you dedicated that song to Nina Capone. I'm definitely gonna <laughs> keep. I'm gonna sing that Absolutely, all the time. Yes. I'll be your biggest fan on that. But um, anything in closing before we go? I mean, it's it's almost an hour, and I'm like, oh my god, there's so many more questions I want to ask you. But I will definitely invite you back on the show. And like I said, you're doing that that song with the rap in it. I definitely have to hear that just in case you need me on a remix. <laughs> absolutely yeah i'll definitely I'll, I'll definitely i can email you every month with a new song comes out but i'd, I'd be happy to be on any time and um yeah the hour's flown by i can't believe it's been an hour you, it's, great it's job been great conversation with you great conversation and like i said you, you are definitely inspirational and if you wouldn't mind me actually posting up some info about you on our website doing a little promotion with you sure. and uh keeping you in a loop of what we're doing as well. Like I said, we, we cater to all genres of music. Um, anything, any concerts or anything that you're, you're doing, any benefits, please keep me and Mr. Critic in a loop so we can actually promote you. Um, we promote via social media a lot. We have our website. Um, and we're out in the streets. We're in the streets radio. I don't, I'm not allowed yeah. outside as much, but <laughs> Mr. Critic, <laughs> he, he's out in the street with the camera. He's all over the place catching yeah. people. Um, you know, we, we definitely cater into the underground. Those people, like you said, who don't have the money or who don't have the know-how to get on a social media or the Internet and, you know, access to everything. So we, we, we're taking our camera and our phones out, and we're cap- capturing them. And if you check out the website, you'll be able to see them. We're going to start posting those people up and getting everybody some exposure because that's what it's about. So, you know. Sure. And, and I'd be happy to. Definitely. definitely. What was that? In closing, anything else you want to you want to let the people know before we get off air? I guess uh, I guess I'll plug the website if you don't mind. It's just uh, www.melogia.com. My name is Sorantos. You can find me if you search Sorantos Music. I'm everywhere from Google Plus, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, check out some of the YouTube videos. Some are pretty funny, and I'd be happy to. You know, if you ever have any charity concerts or any venues there, I mean, I'd be happy to come, you know, for free and just play. And anything you guys need, I mean, you know, get in touch with me anytime. Absolutely. Well, Sorantos, I am going to let you go. I will most certainly be in touch. I will be plugging and posting some of your videos and on and off our website. So you'll see them here and there post up. And um, definitely keeping you in the loop of things, and I'll I'll be I'll be your new fan. I'm a new number one fan. Cool, cool. I appreciate it. All right, so I thank you again for tuning in to Industries and being a guest on our show, Mr. Critic. You want to shout him out? Yeah. <laughs> Shouts out to Toronto. He's a really inspirational artist. He he does it for the heart. He does he doesn't do it for the money. You can tell by the lyrics. You can tell by the music. You can really feel it. Thank you, guys. That was awesome. All right. Well, you have a wonderful night, and we will talk to you soon. You too. All right. Have a great night, guys. It's your girl, Nina Capone. We had live, on air, Mr. Critic, 
and our wonderful guest, Sorantos, who brought you a lot of encouraging, inspirational music, um, singer-songwriter out of Chicago. So make sure you go check them out. Tune in to Industries Radio, industriesradio1.com, for more information on how to find Sorantos and check out his music, his videos, and things of the such. Everything will be posted tomorrow. You can also find all the details of the show live on Twitter and everywhere. We're everywhere, all social media. We are Industries Radio, and we are out of here. In your face, all over the place. We're online 24-7. You're listening to the hottest Internet station. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.